0: It's achievable goals, small achievable goals. But you reminded me about that. So see, I got unstuck.
1: Yeah. Nice. (laughs) But I see what what I like to do is I like when the commitment to what you're doing, isn't the goal. It's actually something removed from the goal. It's just this little habit that Mm -hmm. when you do it, you feel great. And you just kind of get the sense that, yeah, I'm going to do this. So, because, um, I think that when, when the thing that we try doing, see, this is explained to me by a really smart guy, but he says, a lot (laughs) of the things, the reason why people get stuck is that, that, um, that they, are chasing an effect thinking it's a cause. So, Mm -hmm. so we live in a world of cause and effect. So if you, if you do the causes, you get the effects. So people get stuck where they try doing the effects. So they try to try to get the effect and they skip the cause. And that's that's a problem because (laughs) Does it work? So so, so the goal, usually our goal is the effect. So if we make our habit that we're going to do every day, our goal, we're basically trying to make the effect. We're trying to skip the cause and just make the effect happen, but that's that doesn't work. So the whole point of those eight questions is to delve inside to find what's your cause. And that's counterintuitive. That's not usually logical, but what is the thing that when you start doing it, it'll put you in a process that will make you eventually inevitably get to that effect. And so that's what that exercise is as of, um, and what's important is, is that even when you're reaching the effect, you don't abandon the cause. You keep on doing that. Like you keep on doing that exercise and see what else comes up for you, or you hone into like, what's the next exercise going to be, but it's very important to never abandon the process. You think, Mm -hmm. oh, I have the effects, I have what I want, so now I don't need the process. As soon as the process goes, then the effects start vanishing, and then you're wondering, oh, now what happened? Now I'm starting all over again. It's going to be so hard. No, it was really easy. You just kind of, just like lost track of what got you there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So let's get started. So. I'm going to introduce a whole, a totally different, nice to meet you, Derek, by the way. I think this is our first face-to-face. Okay, so, uh, so so, I'm going to introduce a whole, a totally different model. Now this thing is, there's two things about this. The first is that it's quite advanced and can take a lot of practice. So the, the, the other techniques that I have that I demonstrated here I think are doable on the first try. Some of them might take a little bit longer, but they're much more doable. This um, is quite advanced. It's quite advanced. But the reason why I use it is because once you get it, it's really, really powerful when 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 you're when you're in a very sticky situation and and the emotions are just coming up and you feel really conflicted and you don't know where to go so this is like a different kind of stuck there's like a stuck where it's like ah uh, you know i'm just not feeling good there's a stuck where i want to do this thing but i don't know how to do it but then there's this kind of another level of stuckness where you feel like you're just pulled, deeply internally pulled in two of opposite directions. So no matter what you do, um, you just don't feel good inside. And so that kind of uh, stuff, um, what's really helpful is to actually use this process where you create a dialogue with these different parts of yourself. And then what happens is, again, because because it's harder though, because it's a little bit harder to do, it's a little bit more advanced, and requires a little more effort, the effects of this can be really profound, really, really profound. Um, But what I do wanna say is that number one, again, like I said before, it does take time to learn. And number two, be careful with this um, because it's so powerful, um, go at it first on, get your practice with it on smaller things before you try to tackle bigger ones. Because what this can do is it can almost take away too much at a time or try to fix things too quickly. And that's not always good. Um, you can get almost like a rebound effect in the opposite direction if you try to do too much too fast. So the idea is like this. I think it's important to kind of understand the, the, the theory and the idea behind where this comes from. By the way, if you, any of you have any questions, you can just interrupt me and ask or raise your hand or chat or whatever if you have a question. But any questions now? We're good? Okay, so so the theory is basically like this. The best way to describe it is is to kind of go on how people understood how things worked a long time ago, like in medieval times. Um, Because, and this model of psychology is actually quite similar. But basically people had this idea that they were very often possessed by different entities, different beings, and they could like you know one day be one person and another day be like a completely different person and these these you know what they would call demons or souls or whatever that would inhabit them um were very real were very very real to them and they could switch at any moment they would be very powerful and and there were and so a lot of the understanding of how to navigate life would be to try to identify what, what these voices are and where they're coming from. Now, not to freak anyone out, uh, but this idea, at least the concept that within us, we have processes that are running that run independently, we we are not in direct control of a lot of what runs inside of us. And a lot of what runs inside of us is fragmented into different parts. And each part runs on its own program and is separate from the others. It kind of reminds me like, you know, an octopus has a separate brain for each of its arms. You know, so yeah, it's one animal, but it has like completely separate processes of brain for each arm so we can move the way it does. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to embrace the idea of ghosts or demons or souls or whatever to adopt this. But what we're trying, what I'm trying to convey is that, you know, people talk about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind as if it's like one and two. When we start getting into the subconscious, especially we're talking about there could be very distinct, different processes running subconsciously for a person. Um, And knowing this is really, really helpful in beginning to have a little bit more compassion for yourself and understanding of why sometimes you act like one person and then all of a sudden you act like a completely different person And you can go through days, weeks, or hours or minutes where you have one feeling and you just kind of feel one way. And then all of a sudden you feel a completely different way. Um, It helps you understand other people. Like, why does this person sometimes behave like, I think I know who they are. And all of a sudden they flip and they're just completely someone else. And we're not necessarily not talking about people who are mentally ill. We're talking about regular people have a lot of colors and a lot of different personalities. It's not one thing. And so to start to understand that there is this idea that a person has separate processes running, separate personalities running, and at every given time, you could be dealing with not the whole person. You're dealing with a specific process that's running in that person is very, very helpful. Because how you deal with that person when they're running through one process is very different than how you deal with them for another. So if I'm dealing with Jack and I just have one way of talking to Jack, that's going to be very ineffective compared to me knowing, okay, there's Jack when he's like this, and then there's Jack when he's like that, and when he's like this, I know I got to talk to him this way, and when he's like that, I, I got to talk to him that way but most importantly for yourself, because once you learn how to navigate yourself, then automatically you can navigate other people easily. To navigate yourself, it's really, really important to start to identify and and take notice of these different processes. So, and the reason why this is so important and what happens when you do this Besides for the fact that now that you understand each process on its own, you can actually handle it and deal with it, the next thing that happens is this is how you get in touch with who you are in your essence beyond these processes. So if I'm walking around thinking that I'm Ari all the time, then I never really know who I am because honestly, a lot of the time I'm not really me. I'm just a program running within me. But if I start to identify these programs, what's happening is, is that you have all the programs here and you have this observer who's watching them. But who's that observer? What is that process that's watching all the others? That process, which is watching all the others, that's the doorway to the essence of who I really am beyond these processes. So the way to get really in touch with who you are is counterintuitive. It's not just, oh, let me just be who I am. It's no, let me start looking at all the processes within me and find out what I'm not, because I'm not that. If it's just a part of me, I'm not really that. And if this is just a part of me, I'm not that. And so once I realize I'm not this, that, or the other, then it's like, oh, now I realize I'm something else. And then you get a really good, better feel for who you are. The next thing that happens when you do this and you engage in this process is that from the power of this observer, by identifying with who you are beyond all of these separate processes that are running, That meta process, that deeper process, that deeper part of you has the ability to blend and to make peace and harmony between the conflicts that are existing between all these separate processes that are running. So through the trauma of our childhood and how we grow up, we develop certain ways of dealing with these parts of ourselves that are unhealthy. Some of them start to have too much power and other ones become dormant and never get to talk. And when that happens, we become really imbalanced. And that is one of the main causes for why we get stuck in life. But once you um, are developed and you start to get to this deeper part of who you are, then there's this natural rebalancing and integration between all the other conflicts that exist. And so then you live just a much more harmonious life. You discover much many more parts of who you are. A lot of people, um, especially because they grow up, let's say around adults or siblings or people who are very overpowering or very demanding, right? So they learn that they can't express their anger, they can't express their upsetness, because if they do, they're gonna get attacked. So they never really, so what ends up happening is they kind of cover up their energy, their force, their anger, their passion, their desire, their voice, that they wanna talk and express who they are and, and kind of assert themselves. And so that creates a terrible imbalance where you basically have someone that has all these talents, all these different things to share, but doesn't share them because they're afraid. And so when you can kind of, you know, distance yourself a little bit from the voice that says it's not safe to talk up, it's not safe to speak up, that tells you you have to kind of shut up because that's what everyone else told you growing up. Once you get some distance from that, then you make room for this voice of you that, that can feel anger, that can be fiery, that can be passionate, that can assert itself. And then all these new opportunities arise because now you're, you're able to step into a different part of you that will pursue something in life no matter what people say as long, because they know it's the right thing. Hold on one second.
2: There's some background. Okay. Any questions here? Thumbs up if we're good. Yeah,
1: we're good. Okay. Awesome. So there's a lot of different ways to, to, um, to run an exercise uh, in this process. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, The one that I really love the most is to think of each process as a voice. Think of it as a voice and then sit down and give You know, bring up a topic, bring up an issue, whatever is coming up for you, and then make space for a voice, not you, a voice that's in you to talk about how it feels about that. And just listen. Don't do anything else but just listen to what that voice has to say and ask open questions about what it wants, how it feels what it wants to do and what's happening. and Give it the opportunity just to kind of talk. It's a really interesting exercise to actually be there for a separate part of yourself and just to kind of let it speak. Even if it's like, let's say my goal today is to exercise, um, but I know I've had a lot of conflict around this issue. So to sit down and invite the part of myself that doesn't want to exercise to speak and to not try to bash it, convince it, rationalize with it or do anything with it other than just listen to it and embrace it is really, really different than what we're used to. And what a lot of like self-help people teach is just like, yeah, you can do it and just fight forward and push forward. It's like, yeah, you keep on doing that. You're, you're There's a part of you that you're pushing down. It it won't, it won't stay down. I'll tell you a story, actually. One of the, so, so there's a guy named uh, Hal Stone. He passed away recently, but he developed this, this uh, technique called voice dialogue, which is one of my favorite ways of doing this. And he tells this, um, this story it's a, it's an intense story but it illustrates the point but the point is that when you try to uh, push a voice away it doesn't go away it just runs more subconsciously so you can't even realize that it's running and this is where people sabotage themselves and can't figure out why so if you have a situation in life where you keep on wanting something, you keep on trying to pursue something, and you just keep on not getting it, and then you look back and you just don't realize like why you keep on making these like dumb mistakes or whatever it is, it's because there's something there running that you're not aware of because it's been pushed down for so long, so it's learned to run in the background. Um, but. Um, I remember the story, but basically, he tells a story in his book about one of his house. He tells a story about book, his book about one of his patients who um, had really repressed his his sensuality for a very long time, and he was married, but he came for treatment after he had already been divorced. So what happened was is that he was so repressed in his sensuality and his how he the way in which he felt his body. So he wasn't really engaged with his wife. So when he met another woman at a party, he had an affair, and then he had to like you know and he lost his family, lost his job, lost practice, and everything. But the point is that you know he tells I might be mixing up two stories, but he tells another story of of um of a guy who he has a dream where he. Uh, i'm not remembering it well now but he's a lot of these things actually oh that's important actually come up in dreams so when you start doing this work or if you have dreams that are kind of like intense usually what he says is these dreams are these parts that we're kind of pushing away so they come to us in dreams so like dreams about monsters and like you know you know, being in situations where terrible things are done to you, or you're in a situation where you do something terrible, could be like an aggressive, fiery part of you that you're not expressing. You're not giving room to express itself. Then it needs to express itself and you need to use it. You need to find productive ways to use it. The idea here is not to just kind of let loose and be angry at everyone and be destructive. The idea is to find productive ways to use these different parts. Mm Uh, so that you just be much more effective in different situations and feel more alive uh, so so the exercise is really there's just a basic exercise just to invite a part and just let it talk uh, and not really do or say anything so that's one way of doing this. Another way of doing this is is to kind of keep in mind that once one part is done talking, that usually invites another part to come in. Sometimes interrupting in the middle or sometimes when it's done. So if I go back to the concept of exercising and I'm kind of just not into it, and I'm trying to talk to the part of me that's not into it. Once that part is done and it's kind of settled, it's not into exercising because of, um, you know, just worried about that when I'm running on the street, people will be laughing at me thinking like, what's this guy doing exercising? He's not really serious about it or whatever. So if I like, you know, kind of get through all that, then there might be like, all of a sudden, a different feeling might stir up. It might be more, could be anything, but it might be something more along the lines of the opposite of why running really is so good and how I'll feel so good doing it. And I just want to get up and do it and go already. And then feeling that will be really, you know, invigorating and alive. I feel very alive. So everything kind of works very counterintuitively. When you give space to talk to a part of you that really wants the opposite of what you want. So in this case, if like I wanted to exercise and I talked to the part of me that doesn't want to do it. Once that kind of gets out and says its thing, then there's now space for a different part to come in. And now I can really feel even much more why I want to do this or why this invigorates me or what's really important about it, which kind of brings into another way of structuring this exercise, which is to, from the very beginning, if you're kind of thinking about a goal or something you want to do in life, you can be certain, absolutely certain that there will be two parts of you around this. A part of you that wants safety, which means is nervous about making this change because whatever is change to some part of us feels unsafe because it's the unknown. We're always worried about the unknown. What we're used to, we at least know that. We know we can cope with that. But something that we're not used to, even if it's a good thing, is terrifying. So there's always a part of us that wants safety, and there's always a part of us that wants growth, that wants change, that wants to explore, and wants to do things in a novel and an interesting and a different way. So when it comes to goals and habits and wanting to get to certain places in life, what I found has been a really way, because these sessions can last a very long time. But, I, but my thing is to try to make quick exercises that someone can do for 15 minutes a day. And what I found that is a way to really condense this and to kind of do it on your own and something that you could realistically squeeze into 15 minutes, or if you needed to spend more time with it, you could at least do half of it 15 minutes one day and then half of it 15 minutes the next day is to just structure this from the get go. That if you have a goal, let's say like was exercise, there's gonna be a part of you that wants safety and is not gonna to wanna to do it. And there's gonna a part of you that wants to grow and change and is gonna to wanna to do it. And to just kind of be proactive about how you're gonna do this dialogue. You're gonna talk first to the part of you that doesn't wanna do it, that wants the safety thing. And then you're gonna to talk to the part of you that wants the growth thing. And, I have a client who I taught how to do this and um, he actually had a tough time learning it because the speed at which you get to this really depends on how in touch you are with your body and your feelings. Um, And men are naturally gonna have a harder time with this than women. Um, And so if it's kind of hard for you to get in touch with feelings and what's going on inside of you, then, then this will take slower in the beginning. So he was a guy that if he wanted to do this exercise and sit down and do it in one shot, it was going to take him at least 45 minutes. And he just, that's how it was when we were working together. And he just texted me um, two days ago that something came up for him and he was about to spiral out of control. And he just remembered this in his head, this exercise that he had done. And within 60 seconds, he had completely gotten out of it. So yes, there might be a learning curve with this, but just know that you're gonna get to a place where once you're experienced with this, it will help drop you immediately out of the chaos in your head, more in touch with the feelings and kind of just the being that's inside of you, what's going on in your chest, your belly, your heart. And then as soon as you drop in there, the processing can be really, really fast really fast. It could be something that you can just go to in a tough situation and just keep on going. So those sessions where you take longer doing this and you expand it more out to 45 minutes or an hour will pay their dividends when you need to do it quickly going down the line.
2: Any questions? We're good? Okay. Okay
1: uh so now it's time to get a volunteer derek so how about you are you will you will you volunteer and we'll do this together
2: uh,
1: I can't, all i can hear is your background noise a little bit i i think your earbud is probably not good you might want to just do it without the earbuds.
2: Sorry about that. I'm watching from a public place right now.
1: Okay, cool. Um, are you comfortable I'm doing sorry. this Not hearing
3: you're good you're comfortable okay. doing
1: it? what say something now can you hear me yeah i can hear you now. all right okay okay so do you again there's no force here so you know if no one wants to do it i could just demo it um but do you want to do this you want to try this out Sure, sure. What what is it that we're doing exactly? What I was just explaining. So we're basically you're gonna pick an issue in life and we're gonna create a dialogue and a conversation with different parts of you around this issue. Okay. You wanna try that? Um
3: here, let me see if I can let me see if I
1: can get a little further from this noise
2: over here and I can focus on that.
1: Okay, good idea. One sec-
0: isn't that after midnight where you are like the middle of the yeah, night. yeah yeah
1: yeah i had a i had a very long training for some other stuff oh. and so this was the only time i could do it <laughs> but yeah it's 1 oh 30 in the morning here
0: that's yeah that's what i thought when i saw the time wow okay he's a night owl like me but still
1: uh, i'm naturally not a night owl actually. no yeah. oh no but i've had these trainings for the past week i have been But hopefully we'll get that more back to going to sleep before midnight as opposed to after.
0: Oof. Coffee. Strong coffee.
1: Oh, I don't I don't drink coffee. It doesn't do well with me. No, I don't drink any coffee.
0: (laughs) I would be arrested. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Okay. Okay, cool. So 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 pick something it's best to do this in the beginning on something that's not that big of a deal just pick something small or some area of life that you'd want to make better what would it be
2: um
3: i don't know i i think i'm pretty in tune with myself it's it's other people but i'm not really all that in tune with. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay so then then it would be becoming more in tune with other people there we go
3: all right
1: okay so all right so let's just get make this a little bit more concrete when, when you say being more attuned with other people what does that mean and in what way do you want to be more attuned with other people
3: um it's 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 hard to explain like um like I don't know. There's like a lot of things in which like some people like may complain about stuff, and they're going through hard times. And, and sometimes when they try to explain to it, I try to be as empathetic as I can because I mean I go through a lot of the same stuff. But a lot of times I I I guess I could have overcome a lot of these problems myself. Like, where someone might say, "Ah, it's so hard to like take care of these dishes. It's so hard to." take care of all this stuff in my life and i'm i'm like well i'm i'm always cleaning up after other people so like (laughs) i I don't know how to help them
1: (laughs) okay okay so so how would how would you want to interact in that situation what what would how do you want to be um
3: I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't know what to get at. I don't know what my problems are. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a mixed bag,
1: bro. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But, you, but, I mean, the thing is, is that let's just, like, understand what we want. You know what I mean? So, like, you would. how do you want, what would you want the outcome to be? So, if someone talks to you about how they have such a hard time cleaning up after themselves, you know, and right now you're just kind of thinking, well, I don't know what to with it's like, I clean up after myself and other people, so like, <laughs> I don't know what to, I, don't, I don't know what to say, right? So, you know, so what would you want the interaction to be more like? You might not know exactly, you know, what you would say or how you would do it, but something about that you don't doesn't sit well with you. So, like, you know, can you explain more what you don't like about that? What you would want it to be? Like, you're saying, like, you just, like, do you want to help the person? Like, you you wish you could help them, but you don't know how to help them. And you, like, wish you could end the interaction knowing that you helped the person. Is that what you want? Or do you want something else? Like, what do you want?
3: I, I honestly don't know what I want. <laughs> okay. Um, usually, so, let's usually, okay. I, so, I put the, i I'm putting everyone else's needs before my own, so, so, I, I really
1: don't know what I want out of life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So now we're, we're going from a small issue to a very big one. And that's a, this is a great thing to use on that, but uh, not for the first time. I've, I've learned from experience that when doing this for the first time, uh, especially in such a setting, it's best to do it on something small. So let's just say for the sake of this exercise that when someone comes to you And they start talking about how they have a hard time washing the dishes. You know, you just want to know what to say. Right now, you don't know what to tell them, and you just want to know what to say to them. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So let's. Sorry. So we got that. Okay. Now. So now, what 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 we're gonna do is just going to imagine there's like this voice inside of you okay and this voice doesn't want to change anything about how you talk to this person this voice wants to just say the exact same thing which is i don't know what to tell you buddy i wash everyone else's dishes i got nothing to say okay so i just want you you're not you're not what what
3: yeah, I and mean, I could say that, but it would not be sensitive to their needs.
1: <laughs> okay, so, so, so what I want to do is we're playing here. So you're not actually saying it, and no one's going to judge you for what you say now, because we're just we're just playing with this, okay? So I want you to do is you're not talking as Derek. You're talking as that voice inside of Derek that doesn't want to change nothing. So just kind of say, talk more from that side of you, you know, say what you feel. Well, oh, talk, talk
3: from my more stubborn side. <laughs> <laughs> you want to call it stubborn?
1: You can call it stubborn. Yeah, talk from your stubborn side.
3: Um, uh, I don't know. Talking from the stubborn side wouldn't be productive for anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, okay. I I I so this is, yeah. So w- so when I said in the beginning that this is complicated, this is tricky, we're, 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 we, this is exactly where it's hard is because a lot of people don't want to give themselves the room to say something that they think is wrong (laughs) so just do let's be counterintuitive here okay no one's going to judge you for what you're saying i'll take i'll take responsibility for whatever you say okay for the sake of this all right so just say what you feel
2: um Okay.
3: Um I I guess the I guess that sucks, you know. I I deal with picking up after a lot of people myself, so I don't know.
1: I don't know. I, this doesn't feel like me. <laughs> so what you said was is that this sucks, right? Yeah. What sucks about it?
3: Um, it sucks that they're having a hard time uh, not being able to figure out how to handle their chores, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so w- what happened now, actually, is you kind of went a bit quick through this, but you're switching now. You switched now to, I think, the way you wanted to interact in the situation. Yeah. Okay, so you see? So, so that actually, I wanted to get you a little bit more into how you didn't wanna talk, but it seems like for this it wasn't necessary because it happened quickly here. So do you see? So say that again. What did you just say? It sucks, right? Yeah, yeah okay so the next time someone comes to you about some chore that they can't do but you do a hundred times more than them and you don't know what to say what is it going to feel like to tell them yeah man that sucks
3: well you know it's i feel like it's a lot better than uh me bragging about myself We're talking about <laughs> about all the work that i do i think
1: right but if you pay attention to what you said, you didn't leave yourself out actually. And I, I think this is why you were able to say it sucks. Because if you just tell, see, the, see this is what's going on. This is the conflict that I'm reading you're having. When someone comes to you about these dishes, right? The reason why you don't feel comfortable is telling them it sucks is because like, why would I tell them it sucks? I'm doing a hundred times more than they are. That doesn't feel right to me. No one, no one's, no, no one's empathizing with me, and no one's telling me that they understand that it sucks. They have to do all this work. So why am I going to say it to you? There's a part of you that doesn't want to say that to someone else because you feel like you're shortchanging yourself. And so only once you let that part of you speak were you then able to say it's sucks but but you didn't just say it sucks you said it sucks because I I know what it's like I do all this other stuff also so you didn't leave that part of yourself behind you brought both parts of you into the interaction you brought oh, yeah. the empathetic part of you that wants to connect to the person but you brought the part of you that even though you want to connect to someone else you don't want to shortchange yourself so if this person is going to talk to you about what they're going through then you're going to have them listen to what you're going through. So you tell them, yeah, it sucks. I know it sucks because I all washed a hundred dishes also, and I can't stand it. You see how that works? You see how that works? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it is. So, so when we feel emotionally conflicted, so this is a perfect example because this isn't some like goal that you want to achieve or some, you know, pain that you want to like deal with. There's other things that 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 are simpler that can work for that. This is like, someone's talking to me about what's going on with them and I just don't feel right about how I talk to them, but I can't get myself to talk in any other way, why? Because you have two conflicting voices inside of you, a voice that wants to be empathetic, but a voice that's like, hell no, man, (laughs) why am I, what about me? So so you have the voice of you that wants to care about someone else and then you wanna change and you wanna grow into that, but there's a part of you that's holding you back saying, saying, what about me? So, but if you give that part of you that says, what about me, a little bit more room, the more room you give to the part of yourself that says, what about me? Then the more space there will be for the part of you that wants to help and do better for other people. You bring both of them together and you help people the way that you're present in yourself with your, what about me? that's what you bring when you help someone else. You see that? So, so if you just think you're one person and you just kind of like, don't know why you're stuck, you're kind of lost. But once you identify at least these two, I mean, there's many more ways people like identify four five, six or whatever, but for the purpose of being in a situation, not knowing how to get to the other side of it, where you feel like you're not stuck and you feel good about how you handled it. It's very, very simple to just think about in terms of safety and growth. You know, part of you that doesn't want to do this because it feels like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to tell him it sucks But about me. And then there's a part of you that wants to grow and says, no, I want to help the guy. So what do you do? You help him by saying, yeah, I know it sucks because I go through the same thing and it really sucks. I do a hundred times more. Get it? <laughs> yeah, I got it so how does that feel
3: it feels better does
1: feel better cool 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 so um so yeah any questions not sure what to ask (laughs) that's fine kyle any questions any feedback
0: Um, I don't know if this is just my own projection, but when that stuff happens to me, like, you know, I do all this stuff and someone's complaining about doing one thing, I have this resentment almost. Like, I'm resenting that they're saying that, and I don't know if that's how you feel. I'm not putting words in your mouth, Derek. But, you know, sometimes there's a little resentment, like, really? Because I do... 500 different things and you're complaining because you can't find a three-bedroom townhome for two thousand dollars a month and i'm thinking that would be impossible for me now this is i'm being vague but it's like you start to resent someone and you don't know how to feel you feel bad but it's like you don't want to say that but you feel like dude really But, you know, and like you were talking about, there's kind of two things. There's your empathetic self who wants to say, oh gosh, you know, that sucks. As you said, it does suck. But you know, sometimes there's that part of you that kind of resents that that person is complaining about something that for you would be totally impossible, like not having to wash dishes. You have to wash three dishes, and you're complaining about it, and that would be impossible for me to only have three dishes. Now, I might be putting words in your mouth, and I don't mean to. That's just my, what I was thinking about. <laughs> anyway.
3: You're all good. I, I appreciate that. Yeah.
2: You, know, <laughs> you see- don't
0: seem like bitter or anything. <laughs> so, I don't know.
1: yeah so that so that's exactly it so the the, you know there is the desire to connect to the person be there for them but there also seems to be like a conflict in that because wait a second like what about me you know like I, i i can't even begin to like if i was in your situation like i can't even begin to think that i'd be complaining but the truth is is that like we're always complaining so there's always a way to connect to someone but but see the obstacles the obstacle here in connecting to the other person in any situation dealing with another person almost any situation except for like maybe extreme circumstances of abuse but in any like regular human interaction the obstacle when connecting to the other person is not in that person it's within yourself the people oh i'm really glad i'm actually going to we're getting to this here, because this is really, this is a really important point. All the people in your life that either get you really excited or really angry, and all the interactions with people that either get you really excited or really angry, it's because that person is expressing part of you that you don't spend enough time listening to. And so when they're talking about that part of themselves, It starts to begin to tickle at that part of you that you don't listen to. And because you're not used to listening to it, you don't want to be uncomfortable to be forced listening to it. You try to shut the other person up so you don't have to listen listen to that part of yourself. So, anytime this is why opposites attract, this is why people fall madly in love with each other with their total opposite because they're looking for and, 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 as long as you're not really talking to these different parts of you subconsciously, you're going to be attracting them around you in your life. So you're going to be looking for, you're going to find a partner, you're going to find a romantic partner who's the exact opposite you, who's who's carrying that part of you that you've been pushing away. And that's what creates these like intense polarities in relationships. And eventually the conflicts uh, of people just not being able to tolerate each other at all. It's not really, they're not tolerating each other. It's that they're, they're in this deep conflict within themselves. When they resolve that conflict within themselves, then the relationship actually stabilizes naturally. So whenever these situations happen, no, like, I don't think you should tell someone something that you don't feel authentic for. So if you're really not in the place to empathize with them, then, um, not saying you should but it's something to take notice of being like hey man i'm sorry i i just don't know if i can talk to you right now about this but then you gotta go back and you gotta like take note of that okay that was something that i need to deal with like that i need i need to have a conversation about that with myself uh so what i so what i do is um, if either of you are interested in, in, in working one-on-one with me on this is that I have uh, a, a worksheet that I give, which kind of helps you journal and write and kind of you know create these conversations. So once you get the skill of working through this, it's kind of basically automatic. You take the it's like kind of like a plug-in type of a thing. You, know, you take the situation, and then you just kind of step by step, answer the questions to both sides. And after training on this for a while, then you start to become much more skillful. And like, I just told you that story um, of another client of mine, where like within 60 seconds, he kind of like, oh, he kind of just stabilized, is you learned how to stabilize yourself in situations and get this clarity much better. So um, anyone, uh, either of you two, or anyone who's listening to the reporting, wants to kind of do more in-depth work on this exercise and kind of, you know, get um, kind of a worksheet for how to do it, I'd be very happy to show you how to do that.
2: All oh, right, that sounds cool.
1: Awesome, awesome, okay. Um, yeah, so if you're interested, just send me a message on LinkedIn or, wherever you see my stuff online or my email, um, uh, and let me know. And uh, if there's anything, any other questions before we end? I, I <laughs> You're good, okay, Kyle, any questions, anything?
0: I'm good, this is a lot to process, this one. Yeah,
1: yeah this is like, so, so I said, yeah. So I preface it by saying, this one's a lot, this one's different. It's a different animal, but, you know, you bring it out, you know, it's, what can I say? I wouldn't use it if I feel the effects of it and how powerful it is, but it's something to be gentle with, you know, because it is, it is very powerful. It is very, very powerful, um, to start to opening up to this idea of the parts and talking to them and uncovering parts of yourself that you're not used to, haven't been used to dealing with is, um. It's a very delicate, it's a delicate thing, but it's a really powerful thing. And I think it's really, really, I think without it, there's a, there's a big disconnect. I know that, you know, before I discovered this, I had a lot of other techniques that were great, but I felt that knowing how to do this bridge the gap between um, that, that was really missing because there's a lot of tools out there that work with your conscious mind that kind of help you kind of strategize and reach your goals. And there's also a lot of other tools that kind of help you work through your body and just deal with what's going on in your body. And that's the kind of stuff that we worked on last week, Kyle, which is just kind of, we kind of did a, both of them, which was, we went through the goal, we strategized, we made a habit, and then we worked through the body, but even then there's somewhat of a disconnect because there's a space in between there where there's no conversation with the feelings and the emotions Mm -hmm. and those conversations that you can have with your feelings and your emotions and being able to just really talk to them are so, so powerful. And they're just, to me, it's just, It opened up a whole new world and now now the memories are coming back when i discovered because the the way i discovered this was kind of i read eckhart tolle's books the power of now i read his book and in his book is like a reference to another book called creative visualization by uh i think her name is so i read her book and then the references to her book were a whole bunch of books from hal and sidra stone and i'm like okay she's, she's referencing these authors like a few times, there must be something here. So I started reading those books. And as soon as I started reading those books, I'm like, I got to learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. There's something here. Just just reading it was like a transformation. And so I found uh, this method is called voice dialogue. I found a voice dialogue practitioner and, um, and working with her was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I still do. It's just, this work is really really special it's really special so that's why i cannot teach it even though it's hard even though it's complicated even though sometimes the effects of it can be intense i think it's really important okay that's it any other questions uh. <laughs> okay okay all right so have a great weekend and uh next week is going to be fun next week we're having um a guest over that's going to be doing a journaling workshop so we're going to be um, yeah so we're having the first uh, my first guest will be announcing it on linkedin beginning of next week the so first guest over doing a workshop she's an expert on how to journal really good so uh yeah. So excited for that. Okay. All right. Bye Kyle. Bye Derek. All right. Bye for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.